Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard, talking about the seasons of the Lord. Where are we now in the body of Christ? Well, we're certainly not in the Feast of Passover, which these seasons are Moed, or divine appointments of God with man, are to us now showing things that will come to pass. We see in the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and signified it by his angel unto John. Now John we're going to see is in the spirit of Elijah. We see that in Revelation 10. And the seven thunders out of their voices. He was about to write and said, write it not. But they was told to take the little book, the Bibliaridian, out of the angel's hand and eat all of it, all of the word of God. Not a part of it, not a partial truth, but all truth. It would be sweet to his mouth as honey and bitter to his belly. So John took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it all. It was sweet to his mouth as honey, bitter to his belly. Now after that, he was told to you must again prophesy John to many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. Now, God is not going to bring John back to prophesy again to the nations. To preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end comes. Well, the gospel has to go first. Has it gone? No, it hasn't. Does it have to be preached to all the world for a witness in all the nations before the end comes? The answer is affirmative. Yes. It must needs be that this gospel of the kingdom be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, not a false trinity gospel. Not what we see as the nominal Christianity, but the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's many buzzwords about climate change. That if we don't do something within 10 or 12 years, that the planet will be destroyed, we must go to Mars, has some type of habitable uh, colonies there. Otherwise, we'll die. And then there's artificial intelligence. Some believe that the artificial intelligence will work against mankind. There's even a sect that holds to zombies that will literally come against mankind to destroy mankind. But most hold the nuclear war, that there will be a nuclear war and that will kill many hundreds of thousands, millions, maybe even billions of people upon the earth. But God has commanded that this gospel be preached to all the world for which of all nations before the end comes, and it has not been preached to all the world. Now, if false doctrine has of a false trinity doctrine, John saw it in Revelation 16, 13. He saw three unclean spirits like frogs. Spirits of devils working miracles, coming out of the beast, out of the mouth of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. All right, Trinity, spirits, three spirits, and this is a false god. We'll say, no, there's three persons in one godhead. We're preaching one god. No, you're not. You're preaching three personalities. That the spirit, senior, begat spirit, junior, according to the Chalcedonian definition, many centuries ago in 451 A.D. in the Chalcedonian definition, stating there, quote, that the Son of God, according to his Godhead, 
was begotten of the Father before the foundation of the world. Unquote. A total lie. A gross lie. That there is a spirit that begat Spirit Junior. No such thing. So God, in all of his willing, not that any should perish, but all should come to repentance, uses judgment to get us to turn to the true and living God, that one body, one spirit, in whom you're calling, one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is the Father of us all, above all, and in us all. Now we know that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Now we know, blow the trumpet and sign and sign an alarm in my holy mountain, crying, alas, alas for the day, the day of the Lord cometh, it's nigh at hand. And Zephaniah 2 states that God will famish all the gods of this earth to the point that the deliverance of Israel from Egypt in the Exodus will not even come into mind. No, that was a great work. There's never been anything like it up to this date. But there will be a greater work. God will do the great thing. God will do a new thing. This is not revival. Many think, well, there will be another revival. It's not revival. It's a new thing. It's not church as usual. This is a total new division in the seasons of God that he promised he would do in the last days. These days that have come upon us, that he would give power to his two witnesses, the church of the living God, as we see in Revelation 10, Revelation 11, Revelation 12, and it will last for a time, times and a half, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days. The ones that will stand in this evil time will be the only ones that have the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7. And those, as those are the ones God is sealing now. For those that haven't able to hear what God is speaking to the churches. And that is to seal the servants of our God in their forehead. Now on the 19th of January, 2019, and I'll state this not because of any of my righteousness or holiness, but the Lord for his name's sake. In a visitation lasting two hours, said, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel, ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. So we have done everything in our power to bring the podcast, live streams, and whatever to the people of God that we must go on into this last season of tabernacles. No more Pentecostals, but Tabernacleists. Those are the ones, uh, as is the car, that have the understanding of the times. These are the ones that would be sealed, but they're full grown, full age, weaned from the milk, and have their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. Now, will there come an end? Yes, there will come an end, as stated in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, and uh, we see it in Verse 23, every man's going to be in his own order, in his battalion or group, in that order. And Christ, the first fruits afterward, those that are Christ at his coming. Notice in verse 
24. Then cometh the end. Everybody wants to know whence the end. Then cometh the end. When he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. Now, we are the feet generation. Jesus is the head, and we are the body of the Christ, and that's the reason why that the body of Christ there, called by the name of Jesus, will have feet as burnished brass, polished brass, shining uh, judgment of God in all the earth, appointed of uh, uh, the people of God that will bind their kings and chains and nobles and fetters of iron to execute the judgment upon the people and the vengeance upon the people. This honor have all the saints. Psalm 149. But what about the earth? Will it be totally destroyed? Will there be a new heaven and a new earth? And how will that work? Well, we see that in Joel 2, it says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. And cry, alas, the last for the day, the day of the Lord cometh, it's nigh at hand. As a destruction from the Almighty, so shall it come. Now, most believe uh, this nuclear war will be what will destroy mankind. Others, artificial intelligence. Even those that believe there will be zombies or aliens, uh, these UFOs that will come in and destroy mankind. The truth is that God will not let man destroy what he has created. He will, through the fiery judgments of God, purge this earth just like he did with water in the days of Noah. And that the earth that then was, we know that eight souls were saved by water, the like figure, that baptism does also now save us, not to put away the filth of the flesh, but answer of a good conscience toward God and those other Jews, the real people of God, the spiritual Israel that's had the circumcision of the heart. So many say they're Jews and are not. They think they're saved and are not. That's told to the church at Smyrna and the church at Philadelphia. And some say they're Jews and are not, but they're the synagogue of Satan. Now, do they have a chance to repent? Have they blasphemed the Holy Ghost? No, they haven't blasphemed the Holy Ghost. They just haven't believed the truth. And we're saved by sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. They simply have to come out and be born again of the water and the Spirit, according to Acts 2.38. Peter given the plan, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins, that the body of the sins of the flesh are cut off by baptism. That's Romans 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12, by baptism, through faith in the operation of God when he raised him from the dead, that the body of the sins of the flesh being cut off by baptism. Now, very few believe that. And if they do not repent, and born of the water, taken on the name of Jesus in baptism, for as many as been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ, then they will be eternally lost, thinking that simply repentance was salvation. Thinking, well, I asked Jesus to come into my heart, I'm saved. Or saying the sinner's prayer, which is a lie. Now, godly sore work with repentance unto salvation, 
Not to repent it of, but repentance is not salvation. He'll say in the book of Acts, the 19th chapter, they were certain brethren that were believers. And Paul came through there and said, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of it. They didn't know whether to be any Holy Ghost. That's what they stated. Then Paul asked the question, Under then what were you baptized? They stated, under John's baptism, that's John the Baptist. Well, Paul had to bring him into the present truth. We have to be in the present truth of the Word of God, the proceeding Word of God, throne room revelation, directly being, walking in the light as he's in the light. Then and only then do we have fellowship one with another. That's a blood flow through the body of Christ. And then the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. By second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, without walking in the light as he's in the light, then we're not purged from our dead works. We're not literally following the leading of the Holy Ghost. It's called iniquity. To him that knoweth to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. And no sin will enter the kingdom of heaven. That's the reason John stated in there that we must try the spirits. How do you try the spirits? John in his epistle, 1 John 4, verse 1. Hereby try the spirits to see whether they are of God, because many false prophets are entered into the world. Not some, many. These are the ones that have denied the only Lord God. Paul stated it in Acts 20, 20, Acts 20 29. He said, and he left at my departure. Grievous wolves shall come in, not sparing the flock. These are wolves in sheep's clothing, speaking perverse things, denying the only Lord God among you in the church. We find that in Pergamos, Revelation 2, where Satan's seed is, where Satan dwelleth. Notice it's in the church, among us the believers. We know that the chaff grows along with the wheat. But then God's judgment will at first move the chaff in bottles to be burned. And what is left, the remnant, that the world thinks missed the rapture, they are the remnant of the seed of God. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. You want to be the remnant of our seed that are left behind because those are the true people of God. We find also, Jude states, that we are to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. What faith? Only one God. Jesus Christ is the Father of glory. He is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Isaiah 9, 6. He, the Lord God Almighty, is the man Christ Jesus. You'll see it in Philippians 2, 6-8. You'll see it again. Isaiah 43.10, standing it over and over for those that have an ear to hear. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand. I am he. God is that man. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself, a body of flesh and blood, called it the Son of God, which is the Father revealed in flesh, manifest in the flesh as stated in 1 Timothy 
3.16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, the God life. For God was manifest in the flesh, not the Son of God. God was. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up in the glory. Jude states that these are ungodly men. They've turned the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ into lasciviousness. These are vessels that were made for condemnation. Why? They're denying the only Lord God, even the Lord Jesus Christ. We see it again in 2 Peter. 2 Peter goes on before he tells us about the heavens and earth melting with fervent heat. He states there in 2 Peter 2 as a warning. He says, but there were false prophets also among the people. John says, Here yet, here's how you try. How do you know whether they're a false prophet or not? Well, John in his epistle, 1 John 4, verse 1, said there's many false prophets that's entered into the world, hereby try you the spirits to see whether they are of God. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Not has come, not past tense, is come. Present imperfect tense that Jesus Christ, uh, the Holy Ghost, uh, that is uh, the Spirit, God Almighty, is come in the flesh, is still coming in the flesh, is of God. That you have to confess that Jesus is the Father. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Christ that's still coming in the body of Christ, still coming in the flesh. There in the days of Jesus' flesh, he was the light of the world. But he said, it's expedient that I go away, for if I go not away, the comfort of the Holy Ghost will not come. And he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. In his glorification, the Lord is become, the man Christ Jesus has become the quickening spirit. That's at 1 Corinthians 15, 45. He is uh, that everlasting God, the everlasting Father, and that is Isaiah 9, 6. He is now come in the flesh. You'll see that in 1 John 5, verse 20. The Son of God has come. Well, he is still coming. And give us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Everything else is idolatry. It comes in the name of Jesus. Jesus stated, many will come in my name saying, I am Christ, I'm an anointed, and shall deceive many. And they shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect. Well, Jude says they will deny the Lord God, the only Lord God. Paul stated it in Acts 20, 29, perverse things coming in among the flock, among the church, and uh, then Peter says the same thing. Jesus Christ says, come of the flesh. And he says, there were false prophets also among the people. Even so shall there be false teachers among you in the church who privilege shall bring in damnable heresies. These are teachers saying, coming in the name of Christ, saying they're in the name of Jesus. But they're wolves in sheep's clothing. 
What shall they do? They shall privily bring in damnable heresies, sects, denominations, heresies, sects, denominations, even denying the Lord that bought them. What? And bring upon themselves swift destruction. We're talking heaven and hell here. Many shall follow their pernicious ways, not just some. John said many false prophets in there in the earth right now, and how much more today? Many shall, this is 2 Peter 2 verse 2, and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. We have people attacking us all the time because we left up the true God and eternal life. Jesus Christ, the blessed only potentate who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. He is the Almighty God. Revelation 1, 8. And they will hate you because you stand for the truth. And he goes on and says, and through covetousness, well, shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you? Why? For the love of money. They're hired harlings. The preacher goes in, takes the pastorate. He gets a house. He gets uh, automobile insurance, uh, uh, all kind of hospitalization paid for, whatever the case is. And that's fine as long as he preaches the truth. But comes to a lie, don't want to, uh, offend anyone to lift up the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ, that there's only one God, one spirit, not three persons, but one person who is the image of his singular person, Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh. They can't stand that. They hate the name of Jesus. They love the name Yahweh. They, <laughs> they love the name Jehovah. They just hate the name Jesus. That's because as many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ and they're called by that name then. That's the reason the devil hates baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because when you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, of whom the family of God in heaven and in earth is named, you take on that name. And they hate that name because the name's the blood. Notice in the book of Acts, it says... Neither more preach any more in this man's name, Jesus, because when you do, you do intend to bring his blood upon us. That's blood in the New Testament given for you. And that's why we have to have the word of God in obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness in order to have access and entrance into the kingdom of heaven as stated in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. Peter goes on and says in 2 Peter 2, verse 3, through covetousness, said they with fame words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. He says they will be damned. You cannot believe in a false Jesus. There's many false Jesuses. There's only one true Jesus, and he is the blessed and only potentate. That's the omnipotent, almighty, 1 Timothy 
6.15.16. There it only hath immortality. This is a Jesus-only doctrine. And that's what we preach at here at DBM, Dennis Beard Ministries, is a Jesus-only doctrine because there is no other doctrine. There's no other truth. We don't have to go to seminary and get a doctor of divinity to have that revealed or a PhD in theology. You simply seek God in his word and he reveals himself. Then you know and understand and finally having the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ that he's the only true God in eternal life. And after that, you learn his voice through obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness and I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, being transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for each of us is. If we do not do the perfect will of God according to his will, his purpose, we will not have entrance into the kingdom of heaven. That's Matthew 7, verse 22, 23 on. And Jesus will state, because you didn't do the will of God, you might have had the Spirit of God, but you did not follow the leading. Because of that, he said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you, the work of iniquity, lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God in obedience. Obedience is under righteousness, under holiness, Romans 6. That's what's required. We have to find, and we all have to find our calling in the body of Christ and find that calling and then do it. Not just know it, but do it. Notice there in Second Peter talking about this end. Will it be some kind of nuclear warfare? Will it be artificial intelligence? Will it be this aliens, UFOs come and take us over? <laughs> Will it be zombies walking the earth? No, of course not. God created the earth to be inhabited forever. Now, how is that going to happen? Because he is going to judge the last day with fire. Water, not again with water as it was in the days of Noah, given the rainbow as a sign that he will not destroy the earth by water again. How be it? He will destroy this earth by fire Yet, there will be a new heaven and a new earth after it's purged by fire. Let's take a look. Second Peter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, into which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Paul said, though our bodies be dissolved, we look for a new heavenly body as we have worn the earthly so we will also wear the heavenly there he tells us that the ones in the lord jesus christ will not taste of death you've been passed from death into life out of darkness in the, into the kingdom of his dear son where's the sting of death then there is none oh Oh, death, why, where's that sting? Grave, where's that victory? Swallowed up in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have nothing to fear. We don't fear him that hath power to kill the body. We fear him that hath power to kill the body and destroy the soul 
in hell for the soul that sinneth shall surely die. And we're talking of the second death. Listen, holy seed that hath part in the first resurrection, on such a second death hath no power. The second death is Gehenna, where the worm dieth not, the fire is not quenched forever and ever. Eternal world without end. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth and the works that are therein shall be burned up. There it is. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, all the elements shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you be in all holy conversation and godliness, the God life? What do for? Looking for and hasting. What? Hasting to speed, to bring on the day of the Lord. We're looking for that day, just like John said in the book of the Revelation. He states there in the last verse of Revelation 22. He's not fearful. He's not saying, oh, no, we need to pray that. Uh, no, he's stating a truth. He tells us all about the seals, judgments uh, of God in the seals, trumpets, and vows. Words filled up the wrath of God. Well, then during the uh, seals, one quarter of the population dies. And then in the trumpets, one third of the population dies. And then finally in the vials, where it's filled up the wrath of God, one half of the population dies. He tells us of the judgments of God that even through this time of judgment, God is still warning the people to not perish, but to repent and turn to the living God. But they refuse to do so for the most part. And it says here, if talk about the revelation of Jesus Christ and how we have to hit the mark, not miss it, but hit the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and that mind will have the mind of Christ in Revelation 7 and be sealed. Adding to the faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, for these things be in you and abound. They will make you that you will not bear barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it will be no occasion of failing because charity is the bond or guarantee of perfectness that you will be made perfect. Charity will cover a multitude of sins. Charity is that which is perfect, that will come, which is the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, and having the knowledge in all things and all truth, growing up in Jesus in all things of faith, in all truth, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Here's what he says, If any man shall take away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, that's the revelation of Jesus Christ, God shall take away, what? God shall take away, his name, out of the book of life and out of the holy city. Very, very uh, drastic, catastrophic, being damned. And from the things which are written in this book. If we hear the words of this prophecy of this book, if any man will add unto these things, what is it? The bottom line is that he is the Alpha and Omega. And he's the beginning and the ending, which is, wasn't it to come to the Almighty? Revelation 1 8. 
It declares that he is God. For when judgments are on earth, men will learn righteousness. It's just that simple. Then, if we add anything to the words of the book of this prophecy, God will add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Notice what John says in Revelation 22, verse 20. He, in that which testifieth these things, uh, saith, that's the Lord Jesus, surely I come quickly. Bless the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What does John say? Even so, come Lord Jesus. Even so, there will be judgments. Even so, there will be seals, trumpets, and vials which fill with the wrath of God. Even so, come Lord Jesus. For those that love his appearing, there's a crown of life stored up for them that they will have at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We find that those that in the last days, that seal of the living God in their foreheads, the mind of Christ, will not be hurt of the Apollyon and Abaddon that come out of the fifth trumpet in Revelation 9. Okay, the bottom is split. And let all that demons out. And I has a king over them, Apollyon and Abaddon, which is a destroyer. But notice, the only these locust plagues, which last for five months, the same as it was in the days of Noah for 150 days, that water uh, prevailed upon the earth for 150 days, or five months, exactly as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the locust plague. In Revelation 9, the fifth trumpet, exactly the same, just as Jesus stated, as it was in the days of Noah. But the locusts are only to hurt those and torment those men that have not the seal of the living God in their forehead. Do we fear what man can do to us? No, we fear God. Knowing this, that we've been passed from death into life, from darkness into the glorious kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What do we fear? We fear only God. And that is peace to the soul. Not as the world gives, that Jesus gives to us. When he says uh, that in the last days, truth will be cast down to the ground. The son of man, the, the, the son of perdition, the man of sin, who opposeth all that is God or that is worship, so that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, and he comes against the people of God and prevails against them and casts truth to the ground. For time, times a half, three and a half years, 42 months. At that same time, God lifts up a standard against him, gives power to the church's two witnesses, and they work the redemption miracles of Jesus. They work the judgment miracles of Moses, and they work also the kingdom restoration miracles of Elijah. Never has been done before. This is a new thing. Tune into the podcast. We'll go into it deeper about what is just ahead in the work of the ministry, which we are all in the body of Christ called for. There, we do not fear. God's not going to allow some zombies or uh, alien attacks of UFOs or artificial intelligence 
our nuclear warfare toward this world. There, he will take care of himself in consuming fire. Well, if the Lord has bore witness with your spirit, we would uh, desire you to contact us. Contact me so we can work together, our ministry team, Vivian, our, our team, to work with you and uh, this work of the ministry in the last days, these days. Now, simply email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org and let me know that you would like to work and I will contact you and we'll work together. The body of Christ is fitly being framed together right now, which the Lord will compact it according to the measure of each part, according to the measure of faith as the Lord in His great determinate will and His purpose for each one of us will put it together and it will lift up and glorify Him and Him alone our Lord Jesus Christ, which every joint supplies of edifying itself in love. God's doing it now. Email sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org or you can write me, DBM, Dennis Beard Ministries, DBM, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Now we pray for everyone that God will perfect perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.